Hi everybody, I'm Randy. And I'm JD. And we, we are, are the, the Cannon, Cannon Cruisers. Cruisers. So this week, we take a look at the 1981-82 classic, Hospital, Hospital Massacre. Massacre. Which some of you might know as X-Ray, War mm. 13, or even Be My Valentine. Or, or else. Yes. Uh, as you can tell, this is a horror film. Oh, it is a horror film. Of the film. slasher variety. And there's a lot of slashing. So, uh, tell me a little bit about this movie, J.D. Tell, tell me what, the, what it's about. Hospital Massacre is a slasher movie, as we just said, from the 80s, about a psycho killer loose in a hospital, killing patients because he's trying to get the woman who slighted him when he was a child. But more on that later. More on that much later. For now, here's a trailer of the film in question. <laughs> back we're back again so um jd what did you think of this film i thought this was uh, a slasher film with some potential at first it was a it was fairly quick we got into the story fast people died really quickly there was two kills back to back considering the other slasher movies we did so far were, were very slow starts this one started out pretty yeah, fast schizoid this ain't no it's nor not. nor new year's evil no and uh, that comes with a, a price later on because there's a bit of a pattern in this movie where there's a kill, then there's another kill almost right afterwards, and then there's nothing happening for about 10, 15 minutes. And because of that, it really drags the movie out. Yeah, I, I felt there was a lot of uh, time-filling scenes where yes. it was just like, we're going to have to do this long shot that goes on for... It's panning the duration of a room during a checkup. It was interminable. It took way too long. Also, one thing I do have to say out of praise is the kills of the three horror movies we watched so far were easily the best of them, both uh, cinematography-wise and with the uh, special effects. And they really were quick and brutal and came out of nowhere a lot of the time. Whereas in and Schizoid, they were slow and kind of bland. And in New Year's Evil, they were just kind of out there and usually really jarring these ones actually worked pretty well for what they were however uh, as we said before because of the pacing issues what ended up happening later on was they kind of had to explain away why nobody was finding any of these bodies and the reason they chose was the plot setup of there being the fumigation on the ninth floor of the hospital so almost everybody every single character who was killed was on the ninth floor except for i think two of them the secretary and the other woman I think they were on the on one of the normal floors, but um, all the people who were killed basically disappeared in there, and that could have worked for let's say if it was like an hour of screen time. But this took place over, we know it was at least three hours because there was a character waiting in a car. It took yeah, but then this character was later killed. Yes. So we two. actually we actually know this actually took place over the course of at least an afternoon through an yep. evening because the movie ends on the next day. Yes, they, they were basically it was basically an excuse to not get the police involved and that's fine except it doesn't work because it takes too long. Nobody notices anybody's missing anybody. Yeah, you, it, it really undercut the tension where it's like nobody's going Mm -hmm. Oh, where's this guy? Their reaction every single time is, oh, I think she went home. Oh, I think he went home. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe they went to take a nap. Which, which you know, it, you might think that would work, except, because this is also the era before cell phones, but he could also check the parking lot to see if the car is still there, and they would see it's still there, so where did the victim go? 
Yeah. I, I thought the movie was okay. It's, it wasn't anything... Mm. Uh, no, no, no real standout, but... Uh, it was, a, it was, uh, it was definitely movie. an improvement over the last few films we have seen. Uh, Except the Into best the Ninja. Of, it is the best of the horror films that we have seen. It's, it's nowhere near Into the Ninja, but it's definitely better than the other horror movies. Yeah. Uh, just there's uh, many things that didn't work for me. The movie mm-hmm. was very, like, lopsided. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I, I kept dropping this term early on called, uh, I would say, like, they would do a lemon behind the rock. They would do a misdirection. Yeah. Uh, for people who don't speak in Simpsons quotes Mm -hmm. this literally means that they show something and then immediately misdirect in almost a comedic fashion uh and for the first like i want to say what you think they're going to show you is not what they're going to show yeah the first quarter of the film maybe even the first third of the film was very Mm -hmm. much like like um well for the best example i can think of is they page a doctor to the ninth floor where it's being fumigated yes she walks in it's all creepy Mm -hmm. she turns she sees something you think it's going to be a body turn it out it's a mannequin. Okay. Mm-hmm. She turns around. Oh, okay. Uh, let me go to this locker over here. It's like, the locker's shaking. There's something a little bit woozy about it. Yep. Open it up. It's and a bunch it... of paint cans. Yep. And then, like, close. It's like, okay, turn around. And move a little bit. And then stab. Dang. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the misleads. There's a lot of misleads in the first, like, uh, I'd say the first third of the movie. There's a lot of them. And a lot of them are actually pretty funny because of how over the top they are. And um, they kind of peter out after a certain point. Yeah, at some point, it, they, 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 I think they hit, like, maximum uh, randomness of the, at, these At lines. that point, literally every single time the music changes or there's an abrupt cut, there's the killer, and he kills somebody. It's like, they, they don't even bother anymore. And a lot of the time, I was sitting there going, here's the killer, no, here's the killer, here's the killer. They're all the killer because because that misdirection, at least I will give them the misdirection worked. That would have been because, there. That would have been a good twist of it. Actually, it did yeah, turn out everybody the killed. The film was just okay. There yeah. was there was the it, there was the mandatory gratuitous nudity. Nudity. Yep. Very long, long pan on that one. Oh boy! Uh, a doctor makes her undress, and then he checks every part of her body in a really long, gratuitous slow shot. Drawn from, out. From, drawn out where he touches her from her feet all the way up to her head. And this mm-hmm. goes on for like a good like three, four minutes, five minutes. Yeah. And this very, very long, very uncomfortable shot. Which I kind of think is was kind of the point of it, but well, it was gratuitous. Movie. Uh the one thing I will say the movie did capture is the is that innate fear everybody has that when they go to a hospital mm-hmm. That they may be going in for a checkup. Maybe going in for the last time. But it might be going in for the last time that yeah. you might go in there for a cough and turn out you have cancer. Would you say that's the highlight of the movie for you? Um, actually, the highlight of the movie would probably be like those early lemons because it was it just really lemons behind that those rocks because it, mm-hmm. those were funny. It was actually a pretty. I was hoping they were going to keep it going throughout the whole movie, but then it just became yeah, even just more stopped. hackneyed. It just stopped. Hackneyed of a mm-hmm. hackneyed horror film, yeah, with very very long long everything. I, I think my highlight probably would have been the character of Hal. Who is literally a, a red herring character? Had no purpose in the story except to be uh, be a jerk to everybody. I don't know. Actually, wait. I have I have my highlight of the film. The perfect highlight that that perfectly encapsulates the lemon behind the rock, mm-hmm. and then one other scene that that immediately follows it. Mm-hmm. So the beginning of the film begins with the protagonist as a child hanging out with her friend Dave, oh, yes. playing with trains on Valentine's Day. It's a nice, cute scene. Yes, it's a cute scene, and. You see a little angry kid looking through the window. Mm-hmm. So she leaves and she goes to the kitchen. Yeah. And you see her op- slowly opening a drawer. Mm-hmm. And then the music is all tense. She reaches in. She pulls out a mm-hmm. knife. Yes. That was a good And scene. it's a really long, almost sword-level knife. And then she grasps it in front of her. And you see her walking very slowly. 
and she lifts back, pulls back, and the camera pans out, and she just nicely just slowly comes out and cuts the cake. This yeah. is be my Valentine. It was a nice, it was it was a funny scene because you could just imagine the character saying something. Let me cut you a piece of a cake. cake. Uh, <laughs> and the other little thing that was immediately before that that was to set up the impetus for the whole film mm-hmm. was the little boy Harold, the one who we eventually find out the killer, delivers the main protagonist Susan mm-hmm. a Valentine's Valentine. Day card as a kid, and. Her and so she takes it, looks at it, her and Dave look at it, and they go, ha ha ha. And they literally crumpled up his heart yes. and shot it on the floor. Yeah, which was strange because immediately after that, when she went Nothing into. Nothing could get more literal when, about his feelings there. Yeah, when she went into the next room to cut the cake, as we said before, she was only gone for about, what, a minute? And then she comes back in the room, and the boy she was with is now hanging from a coat rack, impaled, and the boy. On the outside, on the eye, yeah, on the eye of the coat. It doesn't make any sense. But and then, they don't comment on it. It's never brought up again later in the future. It just no. kind of happened. And Harold is outside in the window again, in the exact same spot. So somehow, in a minute, he went in there, overpowered, killed the boy, and ran back out into the exact same spot while she was gone. It, I know horror movies are supposed to have you know strain strain your credibility a bit, but that was a bit much considering it was a kid. A lot, like I said, a lot of it was just. It didn't. It's like the, there's. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It's very much wandering. It's very much. Mm-hmm. You could almost say psychological for the whole movie. But there's things they just don't comment on. It's like what people are say... missing. People keep getting paged to the ninth floor, disappearing. What would you say is your low light of the movie then? Um, my low light of the film mm-hmm. would... would probably have to be. Well, I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Yeah, let me go first because I have to think on it because it's like I'll say the uh, the ending is probably my low light. It wasn't a great movie in any sense of the word, but the ending just kind of happens. And then there's like a cut to a scene where she meets her daughter and ex-husband and then that's the end of the movie. Yeah, I was expecting at that point to end like Love there was American no... style where it just like cuts to like a like a star wipe or a heart wipe as it pulls out. There were no there was no cops in the film at any point in time. There was no like arrests made. There was no even there was no there's no resolution. We don't really know like did anybody call does anybody know what happened? Yeah, that's there's, there's nothing it just ends. I, I, I don't want... It's like, I, that, that would probably have been if I had thought about it in my low light, but it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to steal that from you. But I would say the low light is the... Well, I kind of want to say the ex-husband that appears at the, the beginning of the movie, which was kind of a red herring, but doesn't really actually do anything. Like, the daughter, the, the, doesn't really the ex-husband are literally in... Uh, part of the beginning, part of the end, and they don't do anything with the plot. She literally there's, just calls him down, saying that he's a bad... There's a, there's a scene where she calls her daughter and she says her husband's out or something. I, yeah. I didn't catch the exact line. But that was supposed to obviously be a red herring, but it was pretty unnecessary. I'll, I'll honestly, there was no real point it's like, for it's, it. It's really, it's like, if I could, I'd say the whole plot was the low light, but as really I said earlier, it very much captures that like confusion you would have if yeah. you go to a hospital, you don't know what's going on, no doctors want to tell you something, mm-hmm. and they just keep saying, no, you can't leave, no, you can't leave. Yeah. you're gonna be seeing so it's like it captures it very much captures that sense of like claustrophobia of confusion of that feeling that everybody else is against you as you as you are going through this life possibly life ending this uh, situation yes i i like that part uh, of it too the atmosphere was actually really well done yeah it was very psychological uh so some little quick uh before we move on to the next thing here just some just to clarify because we always forget to do this at the beginning yeah. just uh, just to name you some of the characters and some of the cast here mm-hmm. so the main character of the film uh her is his her name's susan yep. susan jeremy it's very important um and she's played by a i believe she was a playboy playmate at some point barbie benton yeah she's an actress she and playboy playmate 
Yeah, she was back in the um, 80s. She played the roles fine. It, like I said, she played mm-hmm. that sense of confusion re- well. It was just that a lot of the movies, just like not expecting much of her, just go, why am I here? Why, yeah. why am I still waiting? What's going on here? She's I'm a, not crazy. She's pretty much the only real character in the movie other than Hal, who is just, like everybody I said, else, psycho. Everybody else is just these broad, very broad caricatures. Like the of, old of, women who... What are they even doing for... Yeah, the, the, the ones that I kept saying, like the fate, they, they were the fates yeah. from Macbeth. They would just constantly appear and go, Where's Dr. Jacobs? Yes. The yeah. only ones acknowledging they that somebody's randomly, missing. They keep randomly leaving their room and nobody even knows they leave somehow. Yeah, it's like, using. like they were all broad characters. So it's like you had, uh, mm-hmm. well, Harold was the... Harold, uh, well, big spoiler, the killer of the movie is Harold, the little boy from the movie. But from the beginning in the, movie, in the yeah. adult timeline that it takes place mm-hmm. he's actually an intern at the hospital and he i believe he goes by harry mm-hmm. at that point uh and there's a lot of misleads with him and at some point you believe that he died like because he disappears he gets called like, to the floor like everybody else but yeah it's like dr saxon he's just very like there's no other names in here i look at and go these names signed up to stand out and uh yeah they just there's nothing really beyond that stand out it's like the doctor's just like I am very serious. I'm not going to tell you what's going on, but I'm serious in kind of a creepy way. Yes, that was kind of, that was that was annoying. Uh, you had two nurse ratchets for some reason. Yeah. One of them died. No, Don't, they both died, didn't they? No, only one of them died. She she was killed with the um the the cloth in the middle of the hallway right after the scene. She when she was strapped down. And going back to our, our three fates, our, our three witches out of Macbeth, I kept in the movie and saying, I think one of them is a man. And, and, sure and, and I thought, and I thought that was going to be actually the reveal was like was like Psycho or like that yeah. okay the killer that's Hal. Yeah. But going to hear no, but the actor actually was a man. It was yeah. it's the, confusing. The, the three witches, the three uh, old women that were in her room were Mrs. Uh, Edelman, played by Marion Beeler, mm-hmm. Mrs. Fedro, Ellie Wold, and Mrs. Parry, Jonathan Moore. So, what would you say? What would you give it out of five? Um, I'm going to stand by what I've, I've been saying. It's like, it's, it's, I don't do half points. It's like, if I did, it would be like a 1.5. I'm still going to give it a one. It's like, it still doesn't move. It's like, I, I didn't like this movie. Well, in that case, I think I'll give it a two. I would give, I would give it a 1.5 as well, but uh, I'm, I would lean more towards a one, but I think I'll just give it a two. But the most important question, JD, mm-hmm. was it better than the Apple? Uh, you know, I would say... And did that influence your score of two by any means? Well, I, I gave uh, Schizoid a two, and I would stand by it. It, was, it wasn't was a good movie, and it had a lot of problems, but I had things I enjoyed about it. This one had a few had less things. I wouldn't give, I wouldn't put this on the same level as Schizoid. I'd actually put it a bit lower than it. But since, like I said, we don't what? do half measures. Would, yeah, that's why it's, it like, it it's, like, it's like I'm not going to give it a two. I, but I'm like, it's like, it's not really a one. It, it feels like a 1.5 sort of movie. I'd better round it up with our two scores. But, as I mm-hmm. said, was it better than The Apple? How would it not be better than The Apple? That, there's, there's nothing worse than The Apple. And that is really the final say we can have on that, that there's nothing worse than The Apple. The one thing I will have to say about this one here is, thinking about it now, it's like this movie here, like even, well, not mm-hmm. Schizoid, but even New Year's Evil, the problem I have, and I seem to be having with these movies is... Mm-hmm. There's a potential there for something interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, if this one here, like, if there were a remake of whatever you want to call this one, uh, Hospital Massacre, X-Ray, War 13, Be My Valentine. Or else. You could see them just going, leaning into heavily the lemon behind the rock and doing it as a, like, a comedy, a horror comedy. Mm-hmm. Same, it's like, same thing. It's like, you, there's potentialities that... Sort of like the Naked Gun of horror movies. Yeah, it, it's like, 
not a scary movie of horror movies, but it's an actual, like, a naked gun sort of thing. But yeah. I'm dealing in potentialities. It's like, I keep coming back to this one, and I keep coming back to mm-hmm. uh, New Year's Evil as movies that could have been better. Oh, yeah. Is it were they simply just undercooked? I would say they is were. Is it just that it's the nascent uh, slasher film? Is that it's like not really coded in it yet? Well, I know uh, Canon at this point is starting to get their foot like their feet wet. Like with Enter the Ninja, which is their first real solid good movie, I would say they started to uh, improve by leaps and bounds after this point. But before we get there, there's still a few like this movie that kind of were rushed out the door and weren't fully cooked i don't think we're already it's like we're already entering the like 81 82 period mm-hmm. and we're only five movies in and this is just of the direct golan globus films of the canon group and not the imports yeah not the imports which which speaking of the next movie we're going to be doing is a remake of a, a movie from i believe 1947 called body and soul yeah it's a sort of a boxing movie it's different than the usual stuff we did but it should make for a more interesting review considering it's not another horror movie yeah thankfully and then after that we're gonna, we're gonna we might do something a little bit different but then we mm-hmm. get death wish 2 we finally get to bronson so uh, until next time guys we're uh, the cannon cruisers and we'll see you i'm randy i'm jd keep cruising that catalog keep cruising the canon catalog and we'll see you next time bye-bye bye-bye we're canon films and we're dynamite